Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone. So let's connect and heal our vibe within. But how can I transform resistance? Release that struggle and harm into calm energy. Hey guys, welcome back to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen, and I'm going to make this intro very, very short and sweet. Um, I am recording this on a week that I am just feeling kind of defeated with my health, um, but I'm trying to hold on to a glimmer of hope. Uh, So this episode is all about hypothyroidism, hormones, weight loss resistance, metabolism. I am interviewing the thyroid and hormone expert, Karen Martell. She has her own podcast, which is called The Other Side of Weight Loss. She works with thousands of women all over the United States and Canada by helping them um, optimize their hormones, their thyroid, which is the exact same journey that I'm going through. And I got to say, it is a long journey to figure out what is actually going on with your body. So she works with her clients who are having a hard time, um, whether it's losing weight or they just have a ton of symptoms from hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's. It, It really fucks your whole life up. I mean, having an autoimmune disease like Hashimoto's or even having hypothyroidism, it can literally ruin your life. I definitely don't feel like myself recently. I feel like the entire month of August, the entire month of September was a haze and I did not feel my best. I felt and I still feel very um very weird like I'm like I'm living in somebody else's body sometimes. Like I don't even recognize myself. I don't recognize the way that I look, the way that I feel. And when it comes down to it, thyroid, endocrine system, and hormones are the master, um, it's, it's the master, like, adjuster and the, the master controller of your body. So if your hormones are out of whack or if your thyroid is not working properly, that's a big deal. So uh, if you're on this journey, I think Karen Martell will have a lot of information to offer. 
I asked her a lot of personal questions. We get into medications, protocols, treatments, herbs, supplements, what she really thinks about certain medications, labs, what to test for, how to optimize your thyroid. It's a juicy one, so this one might be good to take notes, especially if you're dealing with a lot of these issues. Um, if you are, my heart is with you. I know how frustrating it can be to find a doctor who actually listens, so that is why I have been sharing more about this kind of aspect of healing on the on the podcast as far as thyroid and autoimmune and, st- and stuff like that goes. So I like to be real on here. I like to sh- share what I'm going through in real time and um, interview people who can help not only me, but you as well. So I hope that you get something from this interview. I know I did. And if you want to um, connect with Karen Martell, you can go to her website, karenmartell.com. Or you can listen to her podcast, The Other Side of Weight Loss. So let's get right into it. Okay, so we are in the midst of a Mercury retrograde episode because <laughs> now we finally have, we got we had some technical difficulties, but it's okay. Um, I am here with Karen Martel, and I was telling her before we got on here that the day that I was listening to her podcast, um, Karen, your, your podcast is amazing. And the day that I was listening to it, I was out by the pool. It was like a health crisis. This was like maybe a month ago. Um, I was having all the symptoms, Hashimoto's hypothyroidism. And I was listening to your two part episode of healing the metabolism. Mm. And it really spoke to me. And I think I was literally crying by the pool because (laughs) of just how much I, I felt like my body had been through. And I was, you know, under the impression that my metabolism is completely broken, that my body's broken. And your podcast has been a, like a, a life support for me, just kind of digging me out of the trenches um, with facts. And you, I think I've learned more from you and L Russ and some of the experts that you've had on your podcast um, and you've had a series about all thyroid and Hashimoto's and how to, you know, talk to your doctor labs, you cut to the chase. You're like, no bullshit. You you're like, this is what you need to do. This is what you can't do. This is what happened to me. It's like no beating around the bush. It's, it's amazing. And I just wanted to say that your podcast is helping so many people. And I'm really stoked that you're on the vibe within today. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. That's a, that's a, very good introduction. I appreciate it. (laughs) And I'm just glad that it reached you and it reaches so many other women that go, Oh my gosh, I can relate to this woman. I, I, this is happening to me. And I just feel like we're just not talking about these things enough. It's too bad. Yeah. And the stigma will make you feel crazy sometimes. Like there was, um, just to, I get, I guess we'll just get right into it. There was an episode mm-hmm. of you and L Russ and she, she's a thyroid expert and you are also a, an expert with thyroid and hormones and helping women lose weight, um, who have, you know, damaged their metabolism. Maybe it's through over-exercising, disordered eating, competing, yo-yo dieting, um, because a side effect of that, that could trigger is, um, Hashimoto's and thyroid issues and the whole endocrine system kind of failing. So, um, something that when I heard you and L talking about this symptom called heavy legs, um, 
that really, and, and we'll, we'll go back mm-hmm. and kind of start from fresh, but I just, that, that really stuck out to me because this whole time I've felt like that's one of my main symptoms and hearing her talk about it and, and you affirming it being like, oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It just made me feel not so crazy. Like, yes, this is a real symptom. It's not just in my head. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There were so many things that I had no idea were related to thyroid that when my thyroid actually started to function better, how many of these things went away, like not just the heavy legs, but I also had severe restless leg syndrome that went away. Nobody told me that could be my thyroid. It, you know, I became more social. I've wanted to actually go out and talk to more people and be more social when my thyroid got functioning. Like it was like, what? Oh, I want to be more social. That's, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be such a recluse anymore. The exercise yeah. wasn't so such a burden on me anymore. Like I actually wanted to go out and exercise and move my body when before it was like, I was carrying around this weighted pack on my shoulders or something where it was just so much effort yes. to do anything. And I had, I was undiagnosed for definitely over 10 years, could have been a lifetime. I don't know, but definitely over 10 years, I was went undiagnosed with this. Yeah. So I kind of want to take it back. Cause I've heard, um, you know, different pieces of your story. And mm. I'm just wondering, because I know for me, um, my thyroid and Hashimoto's was probably triggered by myself, by, by mm. disordered eating. You know, I had a severe eating disorder in high school and it's, you know, transformed into like different variations of eating disorders, but now the Hashimoto's is a different thing. And, you know, also like partying and, mm-hmm um, taking birth control, all these things, um, can lead to Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. And I'm wondering what you think contributed to yours. Mm -hmm. I think looking back that because I've always had a bit of struggle with my weight, I was never super overweight, but I also was never super skinny either, or had it naturally come to me. And since I was, you know, 13, I've as soon as I hit puberty, basically, I started having a lot of hormonal problems. My mom put me on birth control at 14 for my periods, which made me rapidly, and I mean rapidly, put on weight. So I got super, super heavy and for myself. And nobody told me, hey, it's your birth control. And like you, I just, I developed an eating disorder. I, I didn't know any other way to treat it. So I became bulimic for a couple of years until finally I went off birth control. But, you know, that struggle continued it. I had, I struggled with my body image for years and years and years afterwards and went out, partied my ass off in my twenties, which I don't think helped at all. And then it was really the birth of my first child that I feel like everything got really intense then and got really, really bad as far as weight loss resistance goes. And I was doing everything right. And yet I kept just packing on weight and having all of these other health problems that were all very hormonally related and, you know, had horrible digestion. I had terrible menstrual migraines for weeks around my period. I was severe, had severe PMS and I just kept gaining weight, gaining weight. I was exercising like crazy, going to boot camps, you know, calorie counting, trying every diet under the sun. And just kept gaining weight and 
I still went, even though at that point in time, I finally said, okay, what's happening? Like I'm 33 years old and I'm, I'm super hormonal. And, and I figured that that's had to have been what it was because nothing I was doing was working. So I had my hormones tested and I did have a lot of hormone dysfunction, which I eventually balanced out. And a lot of those symptoms did go away. And I finally lost some weight and started, you know, but I had to be strict. Like I was at that point, I went paleo. I had to be almost hundred percent paleo. I was still suffering with the migraines. I fixed the digestive problems. Like I said, I started to lose weight because I stopped doing excessive exercise and stopped starving myself. So I, because of that, I actually then started to lose weight because I was doing everything wrong for somebody with hypothyroidism and all these hormonal issues. I was doing the exact wrong things. So once I corrected all that, I, I started to sail through things for a couple of years and felt pretty good. And then I had my son seven years later and the same thing happened after pregnancy. I just couldn't, like I would lose my pregnancy weight and that's happened with my daughter too. But then after that, after I was done breastfeeding, I just packed on weight, couldn't get it off, had all these problems start to arise. And I was like, what is going on at this point? I'm, you know, 38 years old going, are are serious? Like this is going to happen to me again. And this time my naturopath, thank goodness said, you need to do a full thyroid panel. And I was like, oh no, I've had my thyroid tested. I've had my TSH tested. (laughs) He's like, no, 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 no. You need to do a full thyroid panel. And I did it. And a week later he phoned me and he's like, I don't even know how you're walking around right now. He's like, your T3 is so low. He's like, I just, I can't even believe it. He's like, your TSH is fine. Your T4 is fine, but you're not converting your T4 to the usable thyroid hormone T3. And he's like, you just must feel like crap. And I'm like, I do. Oh my gosh, I do. You mean it's not all in my head. And I was so happy. (laughs) And so looking back, you know, it's been a journey since then. I'm now 45. Um, I did get optimized for a very short period of time on, uh, armor uh, type of armor thyroid. Yeah. So desiccated thyroid, I started to lose weight effortlessly for the first time in my life. I was able to eat far more than I ever could before. I didn't have to be so strict with my diet. I was like, this is amazing. I'm eating all these different foods and losing weight. And I'm like the best I've ever felt. And I was being more social and sleeping better. And PMS was better. Migraines were better. I was like, I found the answer. Mm -hmm. And six months into it. And now looking back, I think, oh, I wish somebody had told me what I know now, which is don't just take medication and forget about it because- you have to get to the root of why you have hypothyroidism, whether it's the root of your Hashimoto's or the root of a conversion problem or the root of the subclinical hypothyroidism. There's many forms of hypothyroidism and it's important to get to the, why do you not have a functioning thyroid? And what happened to me is six months in everything reversed. And within a month, I gained 10 pounds. I couldn't get off my couch. All my symptoms came back tenfold. I was the, like, just the most depressed I'd ever been insomnia returned, migraines returned. I was fat. I was miserable going, what happened? And it was my reverse T3 had gone up and it went from 15 to 19 and it's still within range on all labs. 
So no doctor would have said to me, including my own naturopath would have ever said, that's the problem. Luckily, LRS is one of my good friends. And she was like, oop, maybe that's what it is. And I'm like, I know that that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. And I went into, then I went on a deep dive of trying to figure out, okay, why is my body in storage mode? So for, for your listeners, reverse T3 is a storage thyroid hormone, which means in, if your body is in any sort of stress or illness, it will convert T4 into reverse T3 rather than free T3, which is the usable form of thyroid, which is your metabolism. Okay. And any type of T4 medication can convert into T4, I mean, into reverse T3, or it can convert to free T3. So for some, I had to go, okay, my body is converting my T4 into a storage hormone. So I'm not my, it's wanting to lower my metabolism and preserve my energy. Why? Mm -hmm. I had to figure that out. I had to figure out the why. So I started to go down the list of things. I started working with um, Paul Robinson. Um, I had L Russ in my pocket at that time as well. <laughs> Still do. <laughs> so I was able to, and that's when I did the advanced thyroid series on my podcast. Cause I was like, I need to get deep dive into this because I couldn't find this information that I was needing anywhere. Right. So I was like, I need to deep dive into this and figure out why I'm doing this. Why, why is my body doing that? And I tested for mold. I tested my gut. These are all things that can cause this problem. I tested my hormones. I tested my cortisol. And finally I thought, well, I guess I'll test for heavy metals. Even though I had no signs of the typical symptoms of heavy metal toxicity, I have no amalgam fillings in my mouth. I thought now, you know, I don't get routine vaccinations. I had my childhood vaccinations. That was it. So I was like, well, I just got to do it to rule it out. And it came back that my mercury and my lead were as high as they could go on the chart. So there's no wow. safe levels of lead in Is anybody. Is that tested with blood um, labs? Urine. Okay. Yeah. I did wow. a challenge urine test and saw this and I was like, what? Like, where am I getting lead from? So I look it up. It says, if you live, the most common source is lead piping, plumbing in a house, in an old house. And mm -hmm. I grew up in old houses. My mom loved and like really old heritage homes. They're always over a hundred years old. So I'm guessing that that's probably a big impact. Uh, I now know that most of us have some degree of lead and mercury in the body. It's very prevalent in our environment. Um, airplanes still use leaded gasoline. So you can imagine that when the, the exhaust out of the airplane would probably fall down into the air. Yeah. Mercury, um, you can get half your mother's load of amalgam mercury toxicity. And my mom was full of mercury fillings when she was pregnant with me. Oh, so that wow. goes into in utero. Um, all of the vaccines I had as a young child all had vaccine, all had mercury in them. And some people deal with it better than others. And I, I, I don't deal with uh, heavy metals very well. And so they built up in my body and lead itself stores itself in the bones. And when you're pregnant, your bones soften. And so I think, and there's no way for me to prove this, after both my pregnancies, the reason I had a thyroid flare on both times, was because I, my bones softened during pregnancy and leached out this lead. 
into my body. And the thyroid has an affinity for mercury and lead. So do your other hormones. So you're, you're actually glob onto your thyroid. I don't really have else to explain it, but it really affects your thyroid conversion problem. Um, or that ability to convert T4 to T3, it's going to stop that. It's going to um, downregulate certain minerals in the system, which will then affect your thyroid. It can act like a xenoestrogen on the receptors. Like it just went on and on. I thought, I wonder if that's what it was, was after each pregnancy, I had this leak out. And like I said, I'll never know, but I'm now in the process of removing the heavy metals and slowly, but surely a lot of my chronic symptoms have been going away. And so I try to preach to women now get to the bottom of it. Don't, don't bandaid it with, with medication for sure. Take the medication while you're figuring it out. Right. Yeah. But in the meantime, figure out why you have a thyroid problem or else you'll just never get better. Right. And there's, okay. So you, I'm glad that I'm taking notes right now because you said so much within that. And it's like getting to the root cause. Obviously we hear this, this saying all the time, getting to the root cause. But I think that's the reason why these phases or these waves of thyroid malfunction and all the symptoms, because you said, okay, you were on the medicine, the medication, it was working. And then all your symptoms came back. And it's like the medication can only work for a certain period of time. It feels like, because I've been through these, these waves or these phases of being asymptomatic. And then all of a sudden all of my symptoms are back. And it's like, what the fuck just happened? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life. So therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with with a therapist so quickly. It takes in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is 
really controlled by the the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, So if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, Whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com vibe. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. Yeah. Um, so I, I really relate to that. Um, and I wanted to kind of go back to what you said about weight loss resistance, because I'm sure a lot of people are listening like, oh my God, that's me. I'm working out. I'm eating super clean. Like, like I never cheat. I, I never have any this or that or carbs or whatever. And you can eat so clean and so perfect. And you could mm-hmm. be doing all the resistance training and the cardio and this and that, and your body, um, you know, the, the term starvation mode is very, 
um, mm -hmm. clickbaity and people have different, you know, um, perspectives on if it's real or not. But personally, I do think it's, it's real because especially for folks who are dealing with hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's because your adrenals are shot. Mm -hmm. And would you say that, um, that's kind of somewhat of a, um, root issue is, is healing the adrenals first. And you said, once you started doing less, um, doing less working out, doing less cardio, which is the phase that I'm in right now. I, I completely stopped doing all cardio, um, about like a month and a half ago. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's helping, but my symptoms are still around. I know it takes time, but would you say that for the, for a lot of your clients, their adrenals are what needs to be targeted first, or do you usually go for gut? I do, I usually go with a kind of addressing all of those things, right? Because okay. Hashimoto's has so many layers to it. Like we know that every person with an autoimmune condition has gut problems, you know, that yes, there's going to almost with every hypothyroid patient, there's always an adrenal factor. However, a low thyroid can cause adrenal problems and, right. vice, and then low adrenal or issues with the adrenals can cause thyroid problems. So you don't know, you know, it's the chicken or the egg, which one comes first. And yeah. so a lot of medical doctors and functional doctors will treat just the adrenals, for instance, and they'll say, Oh, well, we're going to fix your adrenals. And then that should fix your thyroid. And I disagree with that. I really think that both have to be addressed at the same time. We have to get the person feeling well as quickly as possible so that you can then stick to a program to, to heal your body. Right. So putting in the right kind of medication, I think is really important, um, right off the bat at the same time you support the adrenals. So having that full thyroid panel done, um, where you're testing all of the thyroid hormones, including reverse T3, including both the antibodies. Let's see if you've got Hashimoto's, if you don't know already. Mm -hmm. And then testing the adrenal. So doing a four point cortisol saliva test, it's the only way that you can test adrenals properly and see then what the, both of those are doing so that you know how to address both because high cortisol and low cortisol are two completely different protocols. And if you just go out all willy nilly into a health food store and be like, I need some adrenal support. I've got hypothyroidism. And Karen says that there's always an adrenal factor. So I'm going to get myself an adrenal complex or an adrenal this or adrenal that there's a bazillion of them out there. Yeah. And you just grab one or you say, oh, well, this one looks like a good one or this is cheap on Amazon. Well, the ingredients are extremely important as to which one is going to help lower cortisol and which one's going to help raise it. And you don't want to be mixing them up. And many of these things, many of the supplements on the market, mix them together. So they'll have stuff that's going to lower it, stuff that's going to raise it. You have to be very careful. And a lot of the time we have dysregulation in the cortisol clock, which means you may have completely normal levels of cortisol, like you're not too high, not too low, but all the wrong times of the day. So you might be flat in the morning and then super high at nighttime. So That's you like have me. to, is it? Yeah. yeah. So you mm -hmm. would take adrenal cortex in the morning to signal to the system. This is when cortisol is supposed to come on. And then in the second half of the day, you would take something to block the cortisol 
and suppress it to say to the body, this is the time you're not supposed to be raising cortisol. This is the time for melatonin to come out. Right. Right. Because if your cortisol is high, your melatonin can't come out. So you would take something like holy basil, phosphatidylserine. These are things that will lower cortisol. And then, so you have to be very careful. Rhodiola is a good one to raise cortisol. Ginsengs, raise cortisol. Licorice root helps the cortisol to stick around longer in the blood. So okay. these would be the things you would take to do that. If you were flat all across the day and you were in adrenal insufficiency or adrenal fatigue, then you would take things all throughout the day that's going to help to raise your cortisol. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. you have to test for both. Yeah. Um, for me, it's so, I, I mean, I do share a lot about what I'm going through in my podcast, but I'm not sure if I shared this part is that I was, um, my body's kind of been like a experiment the last year and a half or so. I, you know, took myself off of thyroid medicine because I was on Synthroid for a while. And in 2020, I was like, you know what, this is not working for me anymore. I took myself off of it, felt a little bit better. I, I already was like really honing in on like the herbs and, and the, you know, the natural way of healing and, and what you said about supplements. I think I, that was my problem is that I was a supplement junkie mm -hmm. and I was doing more harm than good. And mm -hmm. I started to realize that. And so I, you know, lowered all the supplements I was taking, um, found out that I was anemic, started taking iron that helped a little bit. Um, but then I started to feel really bad again. And it was this, this past winter um, of 2021 that my endocrinologist kind of persuaded me to try thyroid medicine again. And this time she put me on um, a T4 and a T3 because I read that, that, that like that's better for the body. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. She was really weird about doing it. Most um, and, you know, it's been a nightmare for me advocating for myself with her, but um, I'm sure some people who are listening can relate that sometimes medications make you feel worse because I really mm -hmm. don't think Synthroid is made for my body and it could be mm -hmm. a conversion issue because I, I gave it about a month and a couple weeks. So like six weeks and I felt horrible, Karen. I mean, mm -hmm. it was, I felt like I was, I felt like I was walking like, and I was like a bulky bodybuilder and I was like full of like just stress and, um, tightness and stuckness in my body. And, and, you know, that's still a symptom that I deal with, but it was worse than with the Synthroid. So I took myself off of the Synthroid and I was just taking a T3 for, um, about six months. And, you know, at first I started, I was feeling great. I was feeling fine for a few months. And then my symptoms started to come back slowly, but surely. And then it started to come back even like really fast. Yeah. And I, and I, after listening to you, your, you know, series with the T talking about T3 a lot, talking about reverse T3 a lot with L, L Russ and, um, and a lot of the other experts on your podcast, I was like, wow, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be on T3 either. Maybe being on a T3 only is actually doing more harm than good because, you know, you're technically not supposed to be on a T3 only. Um, and I actually did reach out to Elle on Instagram and she was, you know, me and her were riffing back and forth. And, um, you know, even in, in her thyroid guide, it said that 
excess T3 could actually cause, you know, weight gain and inflammation and heart palpitations and all these things. So do you think that having, um, does, does thyroid hormone, like having too much, having too little, that directly correlates with your cortisol levels? That's what you're saying. It doesn't, um, it can just in the sense of if you've got really low cortisol or really high cortisol, that's going to affect how the T3 is functioning within your cells, Mm. right? So high cortisol can block it. Low cortisol, it's, it's some cortisol is needed for it to function properly within the cell. So you have to, that's why you have to address both in when, so when it comes to your particular case, then like, did you ever test your reverse T3? Yeah, that's the problem is that my endocrinologist didn't. And I asked her why, and she's, she's just horrible. You know, Um, she only, she only tested TSH T3 total, which um, is pointless. (laughs) It's like, thanks for letting me know how much T3 I have, but what about free T3? Because that's what actually matters. Um, And then she did T4, but um, yeah, I know for a fact that my body has a conversion problem because whenever mm-hmm. I'm on medication, especially Synthroid, it you makes me feel worse. even worse. And yeah. then at night, my biggest symptom recently is, and I'm sure people who are listening can relate, is this insomnia, but it's not like an anxiety insomnia. It's like, it feels like my body is literally buzzing and like pulsating from within. And, mm-hmm. and I've read that that kind of is high cortisol and it's like this alertness. It can or, be low too. Oh, really? That's, yeah. Yeah. Because with low, wow. you can get, you start running on adrenaline because your cortisol is so low. So you wow. get that buzzy feeling. Um, and then high cortisol because of the high cortisol, you also feel super wired and upbeat, right? Uh, the difference is that the low cortisol, you get really tired. Like, even though you can't sleep, you're tired, you're super tired throughout the day and you have no energy. then it's like, yeah, you probably have low cortisol. Uh, But I just saw a client just before you who had as as high as it could go cortisol in all four markers. And she was super tired all the time. And so I said, well, you need to check your thyroid because it could be, that could be why you're tired is that it's blocking your thyroid to function properly. So you have to dig deeper. Like you have to go, okay. And especially find a good doctor, like don't waste your, like don't see an endocrinologist that isn't going to help you and isn't going to get to the bottom of it. Find someone that will, even if you have to pay top dollar to do it, because this is your life. This is how you feel on a day-to-day basis. So if you're going to sit and struggle with the same endocrinologist for the next couple of years and not get the help that you need, Mm-hmm. that time is worth. So like you should, be, you should be willing to pay whatever it takes to have the quality of life back again that you exactly. deserve. And, so, and yeah, dealing with endocrinologists and being an advocate uh, is so draining and exhausting. So draining. It got to the point where I was having like, like little panic attacks because this doctor was not listening to me. And, and I, I thankfully just found a holistic, uh, a functional, doctor, functional medicine doctor who specializes in Hashimoto's and thyroid. And yeah, they're a little bit pricey. Um, but I'm seeing them, I think, I think tomorrow is actually my, my first visit with them virtually. And it's, 
it was so hard finding someone in my budget and just it's it's literally like a full-time job when you're trying to deal with figuring out your health issues. Yeah, it it really is and you have to you have to interview these people. You have to say what do you test when you test thyroid? Do you understand reverse T3? What are your where do you like to see your labs? They should say that they don't want to see reverse T3 over 15, that they want to see your antibodies as low as they can go. You want to know that they'll prescribe you low dose naltrexone, which is one of the one of the best things that you can take for Hashimoto's. I'm actually taking that. Yeah. Yeah. You want to say, okay, do you, are you okay to prescribe T3 only medication? And if the answer is yes, how high are you willing to go? Because you, when you start taking T3 medication, most people sit around anywhere from 50 to hundred micrograms a day. And there's not too many doctors that are willing to prescribe that high of an amount of T3 only medication. They all think that it's going to give you a heart attack, but you have to replace your hormone, your thyroid levels, right? You have to replace that T3. And so what happens is when you, people go on armor, they go on Synthroid, they go on T3, they feel good for a couple of weeks and then all their symptoms return. And this is because these medications have what's called a negative feedback loop. So your body takes it in, it reads, oh, we've got some thyroid coming in. This is amazing. We feel so good. It's topping up our own amounts, our own, what we're creating inside our body. And then about three weeks in, it starts to downregulate your own production of thyroid because it's getting some from the outside. So you have to keep topping up until you reach what's called a physiologic restoration of your thyroid hormones. And that looks different for everybody, but we know that most women feel their best around that 75 to 100 micrograms of T3 only. Armor tends to be 90 to 160. Some women need to go even higher than that. And we want to see labs at a certain place and we need to see body temperature at a certain place, right? That's how you know when you're optimized on your thyroid medication. Now for you, you had an iron problem. So without proper amounts of iron, you're going to get heart palpitations. You're going to feel like crap. Same with if you have too high cortisol or too low cortisol, you start bringing up that T3 or the armor or the Synthroid without the proper foundation, you don't feel well and you'll feel like you're hyperthyroid. And some people, the odd person actually is hyperthyroid, but most cases it's because they're low in iron or they're low in cortisol or too high in cortisol. Those are the three main culprits to Mm -hmm. why you can't increase your thyroid medication and why it's keeping you in a hypothyroid state and making you not feel good on the medication. Yeah. And I think that's, exactly what happened to me was that because as you're saying this I I'm realizing that the last time that I did get my reverse t3 um, tested which was um, in the beginning of 2021 by another endocrinologist um, I had kind of I had low reverse t3 and I had a low free T3 because she, she actually did test both because she was more responsive to my request. Um, but so, so yeah, that's probably my, my issue is that because the, the having low T3 means that, yeah, it's just, it's starting to make sense to me. It's a little confusing still, even, even after hearing so many podcasts and stuff, it's such a complex, um, 
um, thing. And and I think you've you've even said or L maybe um, is that the thyroid is like the the master kind of master adjuster of of the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You have to have those fundamentals in place. So every single thyroid patient, you need to do this all the full panel thyroid, which you can get through Paloma health online. If you want, you can't get your doctor to do it. You can do it online for all of them. The, all the antibodies reverse T3, free T3, free T4, CSH for, I think it's 120 bucks and it gets sent to your home and it's very accurate. It's through blood spot testing. So you can buy that online. And then you can also do your four point cortisol test. You can buy that off my what website. Is, what is that one called? The first one that you said, what is that called? Paloma P A L O M A health. So palomahealth.com. Okay. And that's the full thyroid. It's the only one that also tests reverse T3. Yeah. Wow. And then, yeah, your website has also, um, hormone tests that, uh, do you have thyroid tests? Yep. Um, yeah, you have pretty much everything on there for everybody as well, because yeah. you coach your clients and yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a journey and, yeah. but right that's now, where to start. Yeah. And I think you just want to take the confusion and the overwhelm because yeah. none of us thyroid patients have great functioning brains. we all look like we're thinking through mud. <laughs> yeah. So and what I was going to say start too. there, that's what's most important. And then have your doctor do some just typical blood work, like go get your hemoglobin A1C, your blood sugar tested, get a CBC panel with differentials. So we can see if there's any sort of underlying infection that could be driving your autoimmune conditions or yeah, have all of these just this really simple blood work and yeah, the blood get your iron panel. Important right? Get the iron panel done. Then once you get that whole picture, then you're going to know how to, what, what kind of thyroid medication you're going to need and how to dose it. And what could be the root cause that you could start working on. And you just start looking at it from a very holistic point of view. Have you had any clients of yours who, you know, they, they think that thyroid medicine just doesn't work with their body or they have a conversion issue and, they seem to do okay without it. And I mean, I'm not on any thyroid medicine now, but I am on the LDN, which is low dose naltrexone. Um, And I think it does help a little bit, but it's interesting because what you were saying before was like, yeah, you might have all these heart palpitation, high or low cortisol, depending on the person. You might feel like you're hyperthyroid because you're like going like a mile a minute. But even though I... I don't, I still have like energy during the day, but I think it's all mental because I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to do these things. Like yeah. it's hard for, for me just to like sit down and not doing any, anything. Um, but it's still very hard for me to like lose weight or lose, not that I'm trying to lose tons of weight, but I have gained and my, my weight fluctuates so easily. It's crazy. Like five, 10 pounds. And I'm only like five foot one. So Um, it's a lot and it's like a lot of inflammation, a lot of swelling, and it's, it's really hard to, to, to pinpoint. 
and what you're saying is so true. You have to just test correctly um, because you can't play this guessing game with all these doctors. And it's like, it's, it, it is overwhelming, um, but having a, a plan and I guess, you know, you can only kind of do focus on one thing at a time, but then when you have like the answers, then you can do like a full bodied approach. Okay. We're going to, we're going to work on the adrenals. We're going to work on the gut. We're going to, you know, try to, what would you say your, your, like the, the main issue with your thyroid patients or clients are like, what is, what's the thing you see the most of as far as the root problem, as far as like, um, where their levels are and the root problem. Yeah. Well, I very rarely ever come across a woman that is optimized on thyroid medication. Right. So for someone like yourself, like you said, your low, your T3 was really low, mm-hmm. but you've chosen not to be on medication, but I don't know if that's the wisest choice because without well, T3, you, your body can't have a functioning metabolism. Right. I think so. I I'm just, yeah, that, that's the thing because before I was even on T3, because I only started T3 about six months ago, but, um, I took myself off of it a week and a half ago, just because of how shitty I was feeling just to see um, how much were you on the, like the very lowest dose, um, whatever that is. I think it's five Five MCG. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, man, like maybe this is like why I'm feeling like this. And I, I know that in, in my thyroid history, it was a reverse T3 and T3 issue. Um, but maybe I was taking too much of it and maybe, you know, it's very confusing. So I definitely do need to get that T3 and, and reverse T3, um, like figured out, but yeah, I would love to, to know what you would do with, with patients who, you know, don't want to be on medicine or maybe they just have like a hard time with it. I think you, I think you have to let go of the, I don't want to be on medication. Like you have an autoimmune, if you have an autoimmune condition where your body is literally destroying your thyroid, you're going to be losing that thyroid, those thyroid hormones. Right. So yeah, you have to be, you have to take it from a multi-level approach where you have to get optimized on medication at the same time, you need to get your ferritin levels up for you. And I think then you'll be able to increase your dose properly. Right. And it's, it's like how it's like, I still didn't find out anything from my recent labs because like we, we were saying before, endocrinologists won't test for T3 or reverse T3. Um, so it's like looking at my labs was pointless and all my symptoms, like, so I, that's why I kind of took the, took it into my own hands and just stopped taking the T3 just to see as like kind of an experiment of how I feel with just taking the LDN. Right. Yes. And for sure you have to get, like, there are people that I work with that are able to reduce their Hashimoto's, like their antibodies drastically, that then can come off their medication, mm-hmm. but that takes time. And so I usually like to see people at least get to a place with their medication where they feel good and they're not feeling so hypo. Mm-hmm. And so, and then you can treat the guts and you can do these stress reducing things. You can look at the other hormones, the diet, you can do all of these amazing things 
that will reduce the antibodies. And then at that point, you can start coming off. Or if it's a reverse T3 problem, you can say, okay, I'm going to go on. Like for me, I'm on 75 micrograms of T3 medication. That's my perfect dose. But at the same time, I'm doing heavy metal chelation and I'll have to do that for a couple of years. And then I'm hoping that I'll be able to come right off of my medication. Hmm. So I'm medicating myself. So I have a functioning thyroid while I'm doing this because that's, I need to have that. (laughs) Right. And, and when you take too much, are you, so do you ever feel like, um, cause you're on T4 as well. So, no, I mean, oh, you're not. So I can't, do you ever feel like you have those symptoms then of like heart palpitations and like, okay. So then I did in the beginning when my cortisol was a mess. Right. I think that's seriously my problem. (laughs) And I think a lot of people have this problem of the high cortisol and they're like, oh, you know, maybe labeling it as something else. But in order to, you know, balance out the cortisol levels, that that means that you're also kind of aiding and trying to, to do first aid on the adrenals. Yes. Yes. You have, but you have to treat both at the same time. I do believe that. This episode is brought to you by ThoughtCloud CBD, which is one of the purest CBD companies I'm affiliated with. They are Reiki-infused, vegan, sustainable, and pure, lab-tested, world-renowned CBD, and they have a variety of products from tinctures to topicals and even face masks and facial cleansers that are infused with CBD in them. I've actually been using ThoughtCloud CBD products for almost two years now, and I love their tinctures so much. Um, It was one of the first companies that I really got deep into the tincture form of healing, and their tinctures are really nice and light. They have coconut oil in them. They don't have all these crazy flavors with additives and you know different types of chemicals that you don't want to be in your CBD. You just want exactly what you are getting. And the reason why you take CBD is to heal. So you don't want any of those junky fillers in there. And C- CBD is not meant to have that stuff in it. So Thought Cloud is all about healing and I recommend using their tinctures for anxiety, depression, inflammation, gut health, autoimmune flare-ups, and I also use their CBD facial cleanser bar soap, the CBD mud mask that you guys always see me posting about in my stories. So if you'd like to check out Thought Cloud, you can follow them on Instagram, just type in Thought Cloud, or you can purchase anything off their website, thoughtcloud.net, and you can use discount code gypsyloveflow for a discount. And if they're ever having a sale, you can also use my discount code gypsyloveflow, and that will give you extra money off, even if it's like a 70% crazy sale that they have. Sometimes they have sales during the season. So go ahead, check them out, thoughtcloud.net. Use code GYPSYLOVEFLOW for a discount at checkout. And you said earlier, holy basil is good for blocking cortisol, reducing cortisol, reducing, reducing the cortisol. It calms the system down. It's it's used on high cortisol, not on low cortisol, even though people will tell you otherwise. They'll say, oh, it's an adaptogen. It'll just give you what you need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, It lowers 
it does not go up, it goes down. Yeah. And I've, and the more you talk about the heavy metals stuff too, um, recently I'm, and I'm interested to hear your perspective on this. I talked to, um, more of like a functional medicine, functional eating disorder, um, expert. She helps her clients with eating disorders and she's a functional medicine approach. And she said, it sounds like your detoxification pathways are messed up. It mm -hmm. sounds like this might not just be the Hashimoto's. Um, and she was saying something about high oxate, um, detoxification and like, you know, focusing on liver and like trying to detox as much as possible. So I'm just wondering, like, what do you recommend to any of your clients who have like an immune system that is just obviously fucked up because they have hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's? Is that a good place to also kind of start is by focusing on detoxification or? Yeah, I think so. I think every one of us have to do that right now, whether you have thyroid problems or not, like we can't, there's no avoiding the toxic load that we're all under right now in our environment. We're bombarded by so many xenoestrogens, so many things that will affect your thyroid to function properly. It's, it's terrible. So, and if you're drinking on top of that and partying, and even if you're, you know, the weekend warrior and just drinking on the weekends, you're drinking three bottles of wine on the weekend, guess what? Your body is not going to like that. And it's going to be contributing to your thyroid and it's going to be contributing to your weight problem. And we just, we have too much. It's not just, you know, stress from, being super busy all the time and working too much, but we have a lot of stress from our environment, the artificial lighting, the, all the toxins that are in our households, the toxins that are in the air. They say that with all these forest fires, even that's releasing mercury into the air, like crazy. There's something that like the trees hold on to it through the pollution. And then when they burn up, it lets go of the mercury and, Aluminum is one of the top things now because uh, in vaccines, they've replaced mercury with aluminum. So we're getting a ton of aluminum now in our brains and our body. So we have to be always detoxifying, always up. You know, if you are going to drink, then make sure you're doing quarterly liver detoxes or, you know, every two months you do a liver detox for a week or you take something on a daily basis that's going to help support your detox pathways. Um, testing for these things is huge. Like I said, most of us are, are having been, are being affected by these things, whether it's heavy metals or mold or parasites, candida, these are huge, especially when it comes to autoimmune conditions, there's usually a toxic factor in there and you need to find out what those are. And so even if you just say, okay, one, one test every six months, you know, cause these tests are expensive. So, okay. in you know, six months from now, I'm going to do the GI map test and see how my gut's doing, or I'm going to do a heavy metal challenge test, or I'm going to do a mold test, whatever you think is your top. Like, Hmm, I think I could have that Lyme disease is a big one too, that people are under, under diagnosing all the time. So you go through these very prevalent chronic issues that so many of us are having, and you just start ticking them off and going, okay, I'm going to check for this. Then I'm going to check for that. And you just go through them and find out what could be driving your Hashimoto's or your autoimmune condition. 
Right. And you need the support too. You need a doctor to sit down with you. You can't just, you know, unless you're, you're like yourself, Karen, you're, you can look at labs and you understand them and, you know, um, and I'm sure that's from years of, you know, research and learning. And I'm, you know, I wouldn't say I'm in the beginning of my journey because I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism when I was like 17, but I also think that I was misdiagnosed. So, you know, that that's also an issue and like, yeah, just having that support and having a doctor that is going to sit down with you and go over all the supplements you're taking, literally look at your labs. It's like, it's like puzzle pieces, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, there's a lot of supplements out there that people talk about, um, as far as, you know, helping the thyroid function. And I, I kind of like to do like a little quick fire, um, of like, what do you think about the supplement? Um, cause there's, there's a host of supplements that I wrote down that literally every thyroid expert says to take and without becoming a, th- a, you know, supplement junkie, like a lot of people can become, you know, getting down to the nitty gritty. Okay. Focus on these first or something. So, um, my first one that I wanted to ask you about is thiamine. Thiamine or theanine. Is that how you oh, say it? Like L-theanine? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> L-theanine. Yes. Um, L-theanine is very specific for people that suffer with anxiety with that, uh, what you call the hamster brain that just goes, goes, goes. You can't fall asleep at night because you're thinking of every little thing inside your head and you can't get off that hamster wheel. L-theanine is very calming to the brain. Okay. Um, it works with the GABA receptors in the brain. So it's just, it's nice and calming without making you tired. So that's really nice. So people can take it during the day if they suffer from a little bit of anxiety, um, which is quite common with thyroid patients. So taking a little bit of L-theanine can just, it's really, it's a very soft supplement, but noticeable so that you can take it and be like, Oh, 20 minutes later. Oh, I actually do feel better. Um, there's a great supplement for sleep. That's got some hundred milligrams of L-theanine, some melatonin and some five HTP. And it's like the, one of the best sleeping natural supplements that I've ever come across for people. Cause it stops the brain from having so much chatter and can help induce sleep. So, um, okay. as far as like, does it directly affect thyroid? No. Okay. Um, L tyrosine, very similar uh, yeah. in sound. But yes. Probably different. <laughs> yeah. So L tyrosine is an important amino acid for the function of your thyroid. Um, but what I like to do with that is have it in a complex. So you're not taking a bunch of different supplements. So, um, I have one of the best on the market, which is thyroid synergy by designs for health. And it's got the L tyrosine. It's got selenium. It's got zinc, Oh, I can't remember what else iodine. I think a little bit of iodine in it. And so these are all precursors to what your body needs in order to make thyroid hormones. And so most thyroid patients should be on some form of a thyroid complex like that, where Mm -hmm. it's going to give you all those little things that all the minerals is going to give you that amino acid has a complex of those things. So you're not taking a bunch of different supplements. And you said the one that you recommend is thyroid synergy. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because right now I'm taking like, you know, 
a bunch of supplements and it would be way easier if it was, you know, kind of compounded into Mm -hmm. one or two, but okay. Um, next one is, um, you already kind of mentioned selenium and I, and I definitely understand why selenium is so important. Um, but, uh, what would you say about the like iron, selenium, and zinc? Because I feel like these are these are talked these are about huge, a lot. Yeah. yeah, the zinc and the selenium, like I said, put it into one supplement and that'll give you what you need. And most of us should be on that, that have a thyroid problem because that's going to help with the conversion of T4 to T3, helps the body's thyroid to function better. And it's great for the immune system, especially zinc. The okay. iron, you have to be very careful with. You have to, you never take it unless you know what your levels are because some people have too much iron or you, know, or you don't want too much either. So you want the right amount. And so on a lab, they usually say they have this very wide range. That's like 30 to 200. You want to see it around 75 to hundred, somewhere in there should be your ferritin level. And if you go to stopthethyroidmadness.com, which is one of the best resources for hypothyroid patients, and you look up iron, ideal iron labs, she gives you the full, like, what should your iron saturation be? What should your um, TIBC be? Like, there's a full iron, iron panel that you should get. Every single thyroid patient should be getting that. And so you see where your thyroid or where your iron's at, because your body, that could be why you have hypothyroidism is because you don't have enough iron. Yeah. And I love that you said that, um, because this has been a recent issue of mine and I, my mind was blown after listening to one of your episodes and you guys were talking about the ferritin and the iron. And I, I looked at my labs after, while I was listening to this episode, I said, why didn't my doctor test for iron when in my health records, I was anemic. Yeah, <laughs> And so like, like, it's just, they, they will do the bare minimum. They do not want to put any effort into no. it because the more things they test for, the more communication they have to do with you. And you know what? I'm probably labeled as a difficult patient, quote unquote. Yeah, and that's because <laughs> I've never gotten the help or the nobody's taken me seriously. So yeah, I have to turn into kind of a crazy person in order for people to kind of be like, okay, she's serious because I'll go back and forth, back and forth with my endocrinologist. And then when she just can't take it anymore, she'll say, okay, the labs are being ordered. And it's like, why do I have to run through hoops? Why do I have to do this shit for you to just, you know, it took me two weeks to beg her to test my hormones. It, and then, you know, it, she still didn't answer me at at why she didn't test my iron. She said there was no clinical reason. Um, I think is what she said, but I, you know, I am anemic. So yeah, I'm, I'm starting to take an iron supplement. Um, and hopefully that will help, but it's just so crazy. Like how you've said so many times in your episodes, it could be something small that Mm is, you know, completely throwing your body off. And especially when you have, um, you know, when you put your body through a lot of stress, it's just like when your adrenals are fatigued, one more thing, it's going to set me over the edge. Yeah. One more stressor. I'm going to have a panic attack. One more stressor. You're going to scream, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, same thing with the body. 
one more little thing, it could be as something as simple as low iron could totally fuck up your endocrine system. Yeah. Yeah. Which people don't realize that. And then it's like, well, why do I have low iron? Do you have super heavy periods? Is there another hormone that's out? Or what's most common is that your digestive system's off. So Mm -hmm. we know you have Hashimoto's. We know you don't have a great digestive system. We know you have leaky guts. We have to address your gut while you're taking your iron, while you're on thyroid medication, and you have this like holistic approach to it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) taking all of these things, doing all of these things simultaneously, and you'll get better much faster doing it like that than chasing mm-hmm. things around and oh, I'll try this supplement, then I'll do this, then I'll do that, or trying to find the right doctor. You need Sometimes answers you just first. need the coach that's going to tell you exactly step by step what to do and what to ask your doctor for. Exactly. Yeah. I have two more little um, supplements and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. So you, you mentioned gut health and leaky gut, especially for people who have Hashimoto's you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to listen to me, but because you already know that all these foods are going to make you react and even health foods. So what do you think about L-glutamine? I, I've heard that that, mm-hmm. that powder helps rebuild the, the stomach lining and yeah. all those things. I think when it comes to the gut, you have to change the diet first. Um, yeah. You can't take supplements to fix it unless you change, take out the offending foods. So you take out, you know, even just going to a paleo based diet to start. And then if need be, you can go to an autoimmune paleo if you've got Hashimoto's. Uh, and then if you've got, if you've kind of figured out the food culprit side of things and you're eating well, but you're still having gut problems, um, I do like to see if there's any sort of infection in the gut, because usually if food doesn't fix it, it tells me that there's something else that's ruining that gut lining that's affecting it. Right. So whether that's parasite, candida, H. pylori, you really want to know if there's anything in that gut that could still be causing, especially if you've got, let's say two lots of bloating or diarrhea, constipation or diarrhea, IBS is a very blanket term. If you've been diagnosed with that and you change your diet and you still have it, then you likely have an infection. So that can be small intestinal bacteria growth, overgrowth, candida, parasites, or H. pylori are at the top four. How do you test for that? GI map is the best way to test for the parasites, candida, and H. pylori. And if you can't afford that, because it's a pricey one, usually it's about 400 bucks, 500 bucks, mm-hmm. um, then you can get your doctor to test your stools and they'll test for a couple of the main parasites and you can get them to test H. pylori through a breath test. SIBO, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, you have to find a practitioner that has the testing machine, but that's expensive and that can be hard to come across. So what I usually do with my clients is if the food hasn't fixed it enough, then I'll put them on a protocol on an antimicrobial protocol, because the antimicrobials that are used for parasites are also used for candida and are also used for SIBO. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so, so you can like just an treat it. Yes. Anti-parasite supplement would, yep. would help. Yes. Do you, do you have one that you recommend? Um, I use GI Microbex by Designs for Health. I sell only Designs for Health because it's a trusted professional grade line of supplements. And what I tell my clients is I say, take this for a month at four caps in the morning. And if you are substantially better or even a little bit better in 30 days, 
then we know that that is a problem and to continue treating it and maybe hit it a little bit harder for the next month or two until we've killed it off. And then you replenish. And that's when you take the L-glutamine and you take it in therapeutic doses. So you start at like a couple thousand milligrams, like a couple grams, and you work your way up to 20 grams a day for a month. And then you go back down. That makes sense. So Mm. That's a great, that's a great tip is because it can be so overwhelming. Well, what is it in the stomach? Like, you know, if, if people are listening and they don't have thousands of dollars to go spend on tests, you can, you know, you can buy parasite cleanses, just be careful with which one you buy. Um, Karen has, you know, recommended. So as I was saying, um, the, you know, that's a great tip is if you don't have thousands of dollars to, you know, spend on tests, um, you can kind of get one of these parasite cleanses and you're saying, if you take it for 30 days, um, and you're feeling better, then that's a great sign and going Mm -hmm. off your symptoms and, you know, listening to your body. And also what you said is cleaning up the diet is like, you know, I was, even though I was eating clean and healthy for a very long time and like, you know, the the last few years I've just been eating so clean, but I was eating a lot of raw foods and I was eating a lot of foods that just weren't good with my body and a lot of like lectins and certain things that sometimes can cause inflammation to Mm -hmm. Hashimoto's people. So, and everybody's different. Everybody's gut is different. Um, but that's a great, great recommendation. Um, yeah, yeah, for, for that. Yeah, change the diet first, and if it doesn't help, then you go to the next step and you do a kill off for a month and see if it helps, and then go from there. That's an amazing tip. Um, okay, I think that's it for all the supplements, and you know we've learned so much from you today. It's, <laughs> I feel like I could talk to you for. <laughs> so much longer. You are, you're a well of knowledge. It's amazing. And your podcast is called the, go ahead. The other side of weight loss. And, um, I highly recommend everybody to go listen to it. It's not just about weight loss. It's also just about really figuring out what is going on in your body. It's, you know, yeah, it's so it's multifaceted and you're amazing and you have some of the best experts on your podcast. So, um, awesome. if, if anybody wants to reach out to you for coaching, for you do life coaching and health coaching and all these things, where can they reach you at Karen Super easy. <laughs> awesome. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Karen, for coming on the podcast. Um, I really appreciate your time and I've learned so much from you. Oh, thanks for having me on. Yeah. It was my pleasure. How can I transform resistance? Release that struggling heart into calm energy. Well, I will make something out of nothing.
hear me sing from the skies above. Ah, check it. All I have is love, so I let it out. Dancing to the sun until the stars come out. I don't care how it looks or how it sounds. Out comes that pain. I got a brand new brain. I got a brand new brain. Got a brand.